0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. I'm your host, Sonny D. On this episode, this is going to be a special edition of our live story time where I've been covering businesses, uh, but right now we're going through a really um, difficult time in the wake of the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis and protests now turning into riots breaking out all over the country. I wanted to address some of the things that I'm seeing. These are just my thoughts, my opinions, my perspectives, Uh, but I wanted to share some of those thoughts and some of the leaders, the great black leaders that have inspired me to believe in myself and believe I could do anything, especially living in America. And that's just what I feel, and these are some of my thoughts, but hopefully you'll be inspired by some of these leaders and maybe think about what you could be doing right now during this uh, crazy and, and, and troubling time that we're all experiencing. But we're going to deviate from our normal business st- study and our normal uh, company study that we've been doing to spend some time this week and share some of these stories and hopefully inspire some people to take action um, and to create real, you know, activists and real change. That's what it's going to take, real action. So thanks for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Good morning, good morning. How is everybody doing this morning? Hopefully you guys are doing good. Hopefully you guys are are feeling okay as we navigate through this crazy period of time. Yesterday I took the day off, didn't do uh, story time yesterday but I am back today to do story time but we're gonna switch it up a little bit so you guys that have been joining have been spending time here every you know morning Monday through Friday I've been coming to you and I've been sharing with you guys stories um, about different businesses and stories of iconic leaders and stories of uh, really a, sto- a lot of stories about just um, just triumph just of, of overcoming challenges of Great, just stories that are, you know, give you the best glimpses into our world, into our country, into our people, into innovators, um, into um, just all of the different, um, the different characters, uh, the different, you know, the the overcoming of adversities and challenges in business. So I've been sharing with you guys these stories, and I started with you um, guys sharing my story and some of the um, things that I've experienced in growing and building a business and now we find ourselves in a in a different kind of period now we find ourselves in a different but um, definitely a different time it's been a lot of uh, craziness going on over the past you know week you know little over a week but really over the past you know hundreds of years there's been a lot of craziness going on so I wanted to take the time that I have with you guys I wanted to take um, the opportunity that I also have with you guys because a lot of different people show up from all over the world um, whether you're watching this on Instagram if you're on Facebook on any of the Facebook pages if you're listening to this on Twitter or you're listening to this on the podcast I've got a, a pretty uh, diverse collection of people a diverse audience of people of all different you know walks of life of all different countries and I don't want to take it for granted um, that I do have you know some ears and eyeballs and people that are watching and listening I didn't want to take it for granted that I do have a platform that people um, tune into and miss the uh, miss the the chance to address some things and give maybe just some of uh, my perspective you know, if you've ever seen me speak, you know live doing a, a YFY presentation, and I've spoken all over the all over the place, all over the you know the different um, beauty schools and online, and um, got to share a lot of my story. And I address in my story, I always kind of give everybody a heads up when I begin my presentations, um, and give everybody a heads up before I start, no matter where I am um that you know i always say and kind of jokingly i say you know it's going to get a little weird um i'm going to say some things and you know if if you know if you get offended that's not my goal um, but that is a possibility so i always like to address that right away as soon as i begin a presentation um because the things that i am going to you know share when i when i say that i'm saying it cuz i'm letting people know the things that i'm sharing these are Um, these are things that I experienced in my life and I've had people before in some of these presentations definitely get offended Um, I've had people definitely you know get rubbed the wrong way and I can only tell what my story has been and and those are the things that I share and so today versus you know this week we you know there's a lot of different companies we've been studying over the past couple of weeks but this week you know, I want to switch it up a little bit. I want to talk about different leaders. I want to talk about some of the different experiences. Um, and I want, to, I want to just maybe, I don't know, give you a different perspective. You know, I look at it, you know, from, from my angle only. There's lots of different angles. You could turn on any news channel right now and you could see a million different angles of, of the ways people are viewing things, the way people, the way people are seeing things. Um, but this is just going to be, you know, from my perspective and from my viewpoint. Um, these are the things that I'm gonna share but I definitely want you to know that you know I think a lot about about a lot of this and everything that's going on um, and I think that you know I think there's an opportunity here and right now the opportunity is you know there's chaos going on and so during this time of chaos what will America do you know and that's you know kinda of the message that I want to share during this time of, of chaos um, how will America react during this time of chaos what will America become because it's during this time of chaos that we find ourselves in right now um, that we really have to uh, not like just make up our mind but we really have a lot of decisions that we need to make and so during this time of chaos as you guys are experiencing it just like I'm experiencing it um, how are we going to um, how are we going to fill in that blank of what will we become? What will America become? How are we going to fill in that blank? Because right now, as we're going through this period, as we're going through this, you know, this time of chaos, we have a lot of decisions to make, you know, on the other side of this. And and we've been dealing with chaos, you know, for a long time and not just um, the, the racial chaos that we see right now that's risen up from the murdering of George Floyd that's not the only chaos we've been dealing with chaos for decades and generations and generations and generations but during this period right now what I want to you know what I want to know is what are we going to do what are we going to do as a as a people what are we going to do as a country and you know I posted a picture which I'm sharing again and I'll share some more it's on my story of three individuals and there's lots of individuals and I want to cover different ones throughout the week but three individuals um, that I've been influenced by three individuals that I've been inspired by um, three individuals that I'm still inspired by and those individuals are Martin Luther King jr those individuals are Bob Marley or Robert Nesta Marley and the other individual that I put a picture up of was Nelson Mandela and I posed the question WWTD what would they do now we don't know right they've all passed on they're not here anymore Um, but you know what would they do you know during this period of time you know what would they do what would they do Um, how would they how would they react during this period of time what would they do and so I want you to just be thinking about that as we're spending some time here together uh, I want you to be thinking about that you know just through your own actions right whatever you're doing you know could we live up to you know what they what their visions were what they were uh, preaching what they stood for what they were talking about could we live up to that with what we're doing and I think about that in my own sense you know what would they do and that's kinda what inspired me to you know to Switch gears a little bit with story time today and talk about um, some of these issues and and share some insights that maybe may inspire you or may inspire people around you to think, what would they do? Now, the world, you know, and I talked a lot about this at the beginning of the coronavirus, how the world, you know, it's at this point where... It feels like, you know, those little holiday gifts, those little snow globes, you see them, they're sitting there, they look so peaceful, um, and they look so calm, and they've got a little scenery going on. But then to, to create the activity, then to actually activate the snow globe, what do you have to do? You have to pick it up, and you have to shake it almost violently to make all the snow fly around, and that creates the scene. You know, and that's where I think um, we're finding ourselves right now. We're finding ourselves in the middle of, you know, a scene. We're finding ourselves in the middle of almost like that snow globe being picked up and being shaken violently to create a scene. Now, some of the scene that I'm seeing, right, as you are seeing as well, that's, that's being broadcast all over the place. I mean, is isn't, I don't think, the scene that a Martin Luther King or a Bob Marley or a Nelson Mandela had envisioned. I don't think it's the scene uh, that they had thought, you know, this is what, you know, we want to see. This is the world that we want, um, we want our children and our children's children to grow up in. I don't think it's the scene that that is being portrayed right now. I don't think it's the scene that they had a vision for when they, you know, when, when Martin Luther King gave the I Have a Dream speech, at the Lincoln Memorial in 1963 I don't think this was the dream that he was talking about some of the scenes that I'm seeing I don't think you know and on both sides when you see you know a man that's on his back handcuffed with another man with his knee on his neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds and that man is murdered in the in the in broad daylight I don't think that's the scene that they had envisioned either. I don't think that's the dream uh, that Martin Luther King had when he gave that speech. I don't think that's the scene, you know, that Nelson Mandela had being in prison all of those years. Uh, I don't think that's what he was talking about. I don't think that's the scene, you know, that that Bob Marley was talking about uh, when he was talking about one love, when he was talking about let's get together. I don't think those are the scenes. And that's not the scene, you know that that I want to see. Now on the other side of that, you know, when I look at you know some of the communities that are out there, I have a business. I am a small business owner. I have a business that was you know was in the war zone the other night, and you know at nine o'clock at night, you know I'm going there to check on things and make sure everything's okay, for fear that they're gonna the windows are gonna be broken out and and you know the place is gonna be destroyed. Um, that's not the you know, that's not the scene I think about when I thought about going into business. You know, and, and growing up, growing up as a person of color, growing up, you know, and being in the middle of, you know, two different sides of the, the aisle, so to speak. You know, being raised by a white woman, being fathered by a black man. I've seen a lot of different angles, if you will, uh, from both sides. and here's here's one of the the things that I take away from all this what do we want during this chaos what is it that we want we want justice right everybody I mean I want justice you know not not just uh, a band-aid to be put on it because a band-aid has been put on things for years and years and years and years and years so justice right the person the officer Chauvin that was responsible for the murder of George Floyd needs to be brought to justice. There is a process for that, and that is you know and that is in process you know and and at what degree, if it's third degree murder, if it's first degree murder, at what degree I mean there's definitely you know there, there could be a, a debate over that in what degree, but to the fullest extent of the law is what we want. um the officers who stood by. The officers who stood by and witnessed, right? And witnessed what was happening and witnessed it happen need to be brought to justice as well. So you've got two, you know, two things happening right there. So what do we want? We want justice. Now, how do we get justice, right? And I know, you know, I've heard, right? If if riot is what happens when the people are not hurt. So protest is one thing, riot is another thing. Looting and stealing is a whole nother thing. you know without without understanding, a lot of people i don't I don't even think may know why right they, why they're doing it. When I see people bagging up, you know, whether it be groceries or shoes or bagging things up and walking out of a store, I don't know how that is going to get us to what we want if justice is what we want I don't know if 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 you know the government or the local officials or anyone's gonna say well if you only steal enough pairs of sneakers we're gonna get justice I don't think that's how we're gonna get it I don't think I saw I saw a lady walking with a full cheesecake out of the Cheesecake Factory I think that was broken into and with a full cheesecake on a platter walking out of the Cheesecake Factory. I don't think that is how we're gonna get it. I don't think that's how we're gonna get justice. I don't think watching a guy walk out of the broken glass door of a liquor store with two bottles of vodka is gonna be how we're gonna get justice. So that's where we have to kind of come back and ask ourselves what do we want? You know, if we want justice, if we want real change, um where is that real change going to start? It's not going to start with us destroying our community, it's not going to start with us destroying local businesses in our community, it's not going to start with us stealing sneakers. It's not going to start with us, you know, stealing whatever else we can steal out of whatever store we can steal it out of you know and you have to think about it I mean so now we 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 do all that we destroy our community the place where we have to live the place where we shop normally the place where we shop and then and then what are we now supposed to feel better are we now supposed to think okay now we've we've you know we've gotten their attention you know, doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. I mean, and now it's it's obviously now today we can see it, right? Because you can go on Instagram Live just like I'm doing, you can go on Facebook Live just like I'm doing right now, and you can see uh these things happening. You can watch them unfold in real time. Does that make it any different um than any of the riots in the past? And where did that get us? Did that get us anywhere? Did that move the needle? Did that anything happen? Nothing changes until something changes. So the way that, you know, we get real change, right? That that's some of the stuff that we need to talk about as a people. You know, and I've been looking at even, you know, businesses, I've been looking at leadership. You know, we don't have leaders that are representing every people. We have some leaders that may say they're representing every people, but they don't represent every people. You know if you're a brown person in America, if you're a black person in America and you start to look around even as me as a business owner you know I start to look around for business mentors and I start to look around at business leadership you know I don't see a huge representation of people that look like me. I don't see a huge rep- representation of CEOs that look like me as a CEO. I don't see representation of local you know leaders that look like me as a local leader, I don 't see representation i 'm in the beauty industry. you know so when I even look into the beauty industry, I don't see huge representation. When I look at artistic directors that are in the beauty industry, I don't see representation that look like me. You know so if i 'm going to be a leader, if I want to affect real change, I may have an effect on people that look like me so I think leadership we got to start there when you start to look for your mentors and you start to look for your leaders you know and then you're looking around where where do you look where do you where do you go to where do you look so I think that when you know when things like this happen it shines a light on the worst you know and it shines a light on the best there are you know there are and and I know for a fact that there are good and bad people of all colors you know of skin I've had people that were you know black I've had people that were white treat me great and I've had people that were black and I've had people that were white treat me like shit there's there's all kinds but when I look at you know how do we really get what we want you know we have to think about that you know and there are people out there even George Floyd's brother is one of those people you know asking and begging and pleading people to stop the violence because you're not representing um, you're not doing anything you're not going to bring my brother back number one you're not doing anything to keep this message move this message forward you know and, and when you look at you know police we're thinking okay well is it the police it's not all police every organization always is going to have you know in the military we call them shitbirds. Right, And I was in the military and I didn't give a damn if the person to my right was black, white, brown, whatever they were, as long as they were willing to do the job that we had to do without hesitation. That's the only thing that mattered. And when you get thrown into, you know, you're in the military and you're thrown into this melting pot of people from all over the world. You got people from the south, the west, the north, the east, and we all stand up and we all raise our hand and we all you know you know say that we are willing to defend our country from all enemies foreign and domestic we don't say anything about black white brown and so when we start to see you know and and you can't hide it right we know that there's there is racism still exists we know that and it and it hasn't gone away um, but racism exists in all in all Um, probably I would say all countries right there's gonna be forms of racism Um, but how are we going to change or create any kind of real change that lasts not a band-aid and so if you think that going and stealing you know stuff and robbing and and breaking in people's businesses and smashing out their windows and setting fire is gonna create real change I don't I don't think it is and so when I think about some of those leaders and what would they do, what would a Martin Luther King do, what would a, a Bob Marley do, and what would they say, what would a, a Nelson Mandela do, and what would they say, I don't think that's what they would say. Because if really what we're trying to do, which is create a real change, if we're trying to have a, make a real impact, if we're trying to uh, create a real and lasting change not just a, a band-aid not just a band-aid then we're gonna have to I think think a little bit differently we're gonna have to address not only the problem but also talk about the solution you know in peaceful protesting yes I mean that's a that's a right you know I have a copy here of the Constitution of the United States of America and one of the amendments right one of the amendments talks about that the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, the Third Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, all of the amendments talk about all people. None of them talk about, well, black people or white people. But, in the First Amendment, when you hear that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press or the right of the people peaceably peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Now, that's what we have right now. We have grievances. Now, has there been an effective redress of these grievances? That's that's where I think, you know, and when I look at what's going on and I'm just thinking like, why is, why you know does this continually happen you know I remember like when Rodney King happened in LA and there were riots what changed after that because what that does is the stain and people remember more about the stain than they remember you know about what caused the stain you know so are people going to remember more about the fires that were burning in these cities and the businesses that were destroyed in a year from now than they're going to remember George Floyd, right? It's almost like that's what happens. This stuff overshadows and when you start to have something overshadowing the actual problem, it's almost like a deflection. It almost takes away and then the redressing of the problem never happens. So how are we going to redress the grievance if we can't focus on the grievance? You know, and you move towards what you focus on and when and when you're if you're out there you know if you're if you're a young you know black man or woman that's out there and you have a problem with what's going on and you want to address this problem and and it's with your government or it's with the you know the grievance or it's with your um, the police or it's with whoever then how are you going to redress it when you're too focused on destroying property or stealing shit out of stores that isn't going to do anything. You know what those stores are going to do? They're going to write it off. They're going to write it off. Oh, well, I got insurance. It's going to cover most of that. Yes, there's going to be people that are going to be pissed. You destroyed my business. And you're going to hear about the livelihood and everything. And you're destroying people's dreams and their investment. But you know, in most cases, they're going to have insurance. They're going to write it off. They're going to rebuild it. You think hurricanes that come through and destroy communities time after time after time after time after time and people rebuild and rebuild and rebuild, do you think that's actually doing anything You know, to address the grievances that we have? So the right to peacefully and peaceably protest and petition your government, that's an amendment to the Constitution. These amendments were ratified December 15th, 1791. And these are known as the Bill of Rights. So now what? We have the right to peacefully protest. Um, We have a lot of different rights. So when we now look at what's going on and we look at our our communities and especially I mean if you're in one of these communities that's up in smoke right now if you're in one of these communities that's in up in fire right now if you're in one of these communities that's getting that's getting destroyed you know and you're looking around and you're wondering like what what is happening here you know what's really going on and you're hearing the brother of george floyd you know asking you know pleading uh, begging you know, for people to, to stop, you know, people to to knock it off, people to, whatever they're doing in whatever city. And he's, he's saying, he's pleading and saying, these are not, um, these things are not honoring my brother's death. These things are not helping out. These things are not, you know, not bringing attention to the problem. Because the problem, if the problem is first, First things first, you have to identify the problem. And if the problem is racism or the problem is inequality or the problem is all these things are on the list, then finding solutions to these problems. And I think it's going to start with leaders. I think it's going to start with leaders. And when you hear somebody like a Nelson Mandela, one of the some of the things that Nelson Mandela said, education, education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world education you know and and that's something that I built you know my career on you know I took I took it for granted when I was in high school um, how important education was I never went to college barely graduated high school Um, but now I'm, I'm a ferocious reader I'm a ferocious learner I'm an educator and I educate on anything Anything I learn, I like to educate on. I like to share. So education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. So we got to start there. We got to think about education. You got to think about education. Another thing that Nelson Mandela said, When a man is denied the right to live the life he believes in, he has no choice but to become an outlaw. Now, thinking about living the right. and Now, in our country, I mean, we have not only those Bill of Rights, but so many rights, so many opportunities. You know, to think about living the life that he believes in. And if you're not living the life that you're believing in, um, he has no choice but to become an outlaw. Living outside of the law. Now, what does that look like for Nelson Mandela, who spent... A huge portion of his life in prison you know for rights of other people think about that um, Nelson Mandela also said I learned that courage was not the absence of fear but the triumph over it the brave man is not he who does not feel afraid but he who conquers that fear now, if you decide, you know, if you're you know, thinking about you want to create change, you want to, um, you want to make a difference. You want to create change for uh, people that look like you, people that don't look like you, people, period. Um, education, is number one. And education is something that we can always use to battle fear. Education is something that we can always use that will give us courage to fight another day and fight the good fight. You know, learning. What do you what are we learning? And what are we learning by doing and what are we learning by not doing? You know, if we're not learning anything, if we're watching all of this craziness that's happening in the world and we're not learning anything, then we're gonna end up in the same spot again. It's not gonna happen tomorrow, it's not gonna happen next week, but it will happen again. And so those are some of the things that you know I want you to think about as you're um just contemplating what could you do because some people don't know what to do some people are like well i'm going to post something and i'm going to hashtag something and, and that's going to be my contribution but what can we do as a people you know whether you're brown if you want to help you're white you're black doesn't matter if you want to help you know be a part of the solution we got to start thinking about education that's going to help us eliminate fear that's going to help us start to come up with real solutions you know robin foot locker is not a real solution Robin uh, a target in your community the target that you go to the target that you were pissed off When you had to stand six feet apart the target that you went to um, When you or the store that you went to that you were pissed off when you couldn't go in there and, and spend money Now you want to destroy it because you're pissed off. What kind of sense is that making? How is that part of the solution? How is that helping move the message forward? How is that helping bring attention to anything that's happened from to George Floyd or to any of the other people that have you know, been victims of whether it be racism, brutality, aggression. How is that helping? And then I, I another mentor, another person that I've been inspired by that I think what would they do in this situation is Bob Marley. One of the things, one of the Many quotes from his music. um, Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. None but ourselves can free our minds. So what does that have to do with emancipate yourself from mental slavery? You know, and I think that's a belief, right? I think that's something that you have to think as, as you're watching this world, you know, this world affairs going on. What is this belief um, that you have that you can't let go? What is this belief that you have that you can't just get out of your mind so you can move forward? What is this belief that you have that you're holding on to that may be because, and, and it may be because you think, well, this is the way it is, and it's almost ingrained. And what are we teaching you know, the next generation about this? you know when I was talking earlier about looking in for representation when you look around um and you look at CEOs it's not hard to find a white CEO or it's not hard to find in our industry we call um, maybe artistic directors that are, are that are white because majority are and did you ever ask yourself why or do you just say well um, I'm not gonna be getting hired because I'm black or because I'm brown well what is it that I need to know what is it that I don't know what is it that could change that for me what is it that could change that for the next person that's coming up behind me you know thinking about what is it that I could learn what is it that I could be what is it that I could do what is it that I could say you know I set out a goal uh, for myself when I went to beauty school um, to become the artistic director to become an artistic director for the company Paul Mitchell. Now, when I set out that goal at that at that time, I didn't say to become the first black artistic director of Paul Mitchell. I didn't say to become the first brown artistic director of Paul Mitchell. I just said to become the artistic director of Paul Mitchell. Now, the mentality of thinking about well, if I want to do something as the first and I use my color to establish the first, then is that going to be something that may limit me in thinking, well, no black person has ever done this or no brown person has ever done that? That could be a form of mental slavery. So you have to think about the words that we choose, the way that we present it, the way that we say it, the way that we look at it. You know, we think about, I mean, from elected officials, the highest, you know, in the land. You think about going up to the president of the United States and we talk about, you know, Barack Obama becoming the first African-American president. You know, the first, uh, but not the last. Right. We're thinking always about the first. But what about the last? Is it the first and the last? Because if we have that mentality and we're looking at, you know, these things as these are one time events, then we're never going to have lasting change. And that's what I think we really are after. So emancipate yourselves, our, yourselves from mental slavery. None but our own selves can free our own mind. That's one of the things that Bob Marley said. Um, another thing that Bob Marley said. The greatest of a man is not how much wealth he acquires, but in his integrity and his ability to affect those around him positively. And that's something that I I want you guys to think about. If you're out there, if you're going to go protest, go protest, go protest. If you're going to go and demonstrate, go and demonstrate. But as you're going out there to protest, As you're going out there to demonstrate what is your ability and and what ability may you not be taking advantage of that you can use to affect those around you positively because that's what we need right now you can call it a a positive vibration you can call it a um, a positive vibe but if you're not going out there to protest and protest to try to affect something positively Because I don't know how many feet do you have, right? You know, and I see all these these images of people running out. They burn down the the Champs Sports Store and then the Foot Locker. And they get, you know, you get all these these clothes and everything. And what is that really doing positively? How are you going to really affect change? That's not the demonstration that I don't think like a Martin Luther King or a Nelson Mandela or in that quote that I just read from Bob Marley, I don't think that's the demonstration that they were talking about. I don't think that's the demonstration um, that they would be doing now. I don't think that's the demonstration that would be um, that, that, that would make them happy. Another thing from Bob Marley, the people who were trying to make who were who were trying to make this world worse are not taking the day off. Right? Why should you? So now everyone's you know everyone's up in arms. But then what happens when the fires are put out? Right? When the stores write off the insurance claim and they they reopen, they can fix a broken glass. They can re- replenish the goods. So then what happens? Then what happens? Everyone goes quiet again and waits for the next thing to happen. You know, ongoing change is going to be constant and people don't show up every day. But if people that are trying to make the world worse aren't taking a day off, he said, "Why should I? Right? Why should you? Why should I?" See the message. Everything was quiet, right? It goes. We go radio silent. And that's what happens time and time again. And I've seen that happen over the course of my life. The message is: um, everyone's pissed right now, and everyone's in, in raging right now, and everyone's rioting right now. And some people don't even know what they're doing or why they're doing it. You have some of the outside groups that are coming in there, we've seen it, you know, paying black people to go stand in the front so we can destroy stuff and make it look like it's on behalf of you, you know, and you're falling for that, you know, and and you're seeing that happen. There are people that have another agenda out there. Trust me, not everybody that's doing uh, the, the destruction and destroying the community. Are doing it and trying to make some kind of statement where uh, this is for George Floyd. I'm stealing this. I'm I'm ruining this store that's in this neighborhood for George Floyd. Bullshit. No, you're not. You're doing it because you see an opportunity. There's always going to be opportunity, but during this period of chaos, the question is what are we going to do? You know, how are we going to make a change? How are we going to keep moving this forward? And if you have people and you think about it and you think. You know what? Are you know what? What am I doing in my community? What am I? What kind of message am I able to to send? And I think people that do have the platform, or like myself, or do have a voice, you know, and, and I'm looking around. Why don't? And I ask those questions, right? Why don't you have more uh, Black CEOs? Why don't you have more Black leaders? And is it because they're Black? Is that the reason? Or is it because there's a fear that I'm Black? That I'm not gonna be or is it because I don't have the education um, to become that I'm not gonna be what is the reason and I ask that question and I look and I look back and I look forward I look left and I look right and I'm wondering what's gonna change because I've seen this happen in the short time I've been on earth I've seen this happen four or five times and there's always a band-aid that gets put on people are gonna say some things but is real change gonna happen what are we, we going to continue to do? Are we going to continue just to destroy and destruct and think that's going to bring around real change? No, that's actually a stain. And when you see people, if, if you see people that are saying, well, I'm afraid of people you know, because they're going to do this or that, and then you actually live up to their expectation of you, then what, how does that move us forward? How does that move any of us forward? How does that change the conversation at all? And if you see that happen continually, you know, how are we, what are we gonna do? And what would they do? What are we gonna do? And what would they do? Another quote from Bob Marley You just can't live in that negative way. Make way for the positive day, right? This is an opportunity, but I think we're gonna waste it. You know, the opportunity that we have right now. You know we've seen a man get murdered we've seen men get murdered we've seen plenty of people get murdered you know and we know that um, that evil exists so we don't take advantage of this opportunity to try to affect real change we don't take advantage of this opportunity and we let this pass and then what so thinking about what can we do right now what would they do and I want to finish with the third person that was in that picture, the third person that was in that post, uh, Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream, Martin Luther King Jr., 1963, right? And and now today, here we are in 2020, and we see you know people defacing the Lincoln Memorial. How is that honoring the dream or trying to move it forward? It's not. We have to think. We have to think about what we're doing and how. And why we're doing what we're doing and most people don't even know no we have to study we have to become educated we have to become um, we have to become real activists real activists involves activity now if you're quiet the whole time everything's happening right and everything you know and you're not trying to create change or you're not trying to be a better version or you're not trying to you know going into communities you know in in our businesses the businesses that I have you know black owned business in lots of different communities and knowing that you know we can still have a positive effect on these communities but why would people follow you why would people listen to you why would people join you you know why would they you know what are you doing to create a positive you know movement in a sense a positive message and that's what Martin Luther King stood for that's what activism really is about it's not about destroying your community it's not about well this is an opportunity for me to steal shit and and rage and riot cuz you're still not being heard you're being watched right you're but you're not really being heard you may be arrested but you're not being heard you may be on social media and look and and, you know have a a moment you know a viral moment on social media but are you being heard you know are you being heard are you being part of the solutions because the solutions are what people are looking for and with that same amount of energy with that same amount of ferociousness with that same amount of attention with that same amount of you can muster all that up And you know, in order to pick up, you know, a brick and throw it through a window, that takes a lot of force. That takes a lot of energy, and to create all these fires and chaos and mayhem, with that same amount of force, that same amount of energy, um, that same amount of enthusiasm, we could take it and channel it in a different direction. We could channel it into real change. We could channel it, channel it into starting a business, becoming a local leader, entrepreneurship. Reading, writing, public speaking, art form. All of those things that we could channel it into. All of those different things if we could channel it into. There's, there's a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different outlets. But we're channeling that energy and we're summoning that energy. But we're summoning it and we're channeling it into the wrong direction into the wrong avenue, into the wrong approach. And if we don't change our approach, we don't change our action, and we don't change our attitude, we're never going to get real change. We're going to have this one little moment that happened in May, late May, early June of 2020, where all of these things were burned up and we want to point the finger and blame it and blame it and blame it. But we have to then say, now what? Now what? And so what that real activism looks like is channeling that energy in the right direction. And so as Martin Luther King stood there, this is this is what he said. You know, I'm happy to join with you today in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Four five score five score years ago a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today, signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree is a great beacon, light of hope to millions of Negro slaves who have been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as the joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. 100 years later the life of the negro is still badly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination 100 years later the negro lives the negro lives on a lonely island of poverty in the mind of a vast ocean of material prosperity 100 years later the negro still languished in the corners of American society and finds himself in exile in his own land. So, we've come here today to dramatize a shameful condition. In a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. They were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation America has given the Negro people a bad check a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. But we refuse to believe that the bank of justice is bankrupt. We refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity of this nation. So, we've come to cash this check, a check that will give us upon demand the riches of freedom and the security of justice. We have also come to this hallowed spot to remind America of the fierce urgency of now. This is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. Now is the time to make real the promises. Of democracy now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the unlit path of racial justice now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children It would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. This sweltering summer of the Negro's legitimate discontent will not pass until there is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. 1963 is not an end, but a beginning. Those who hope that the Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content will have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual. There will be neither rest nor tranquility in America until the Negro is granted his citizenship rights. The whirlwinds of revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation until the bright days of justice emerge. And that is something that I must say to my people who stand on the worn threshold which leads into the palace of justice. In the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protest to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. The marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to distrust all white people. For many of our white brothers as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. They have come to realize that their freedom is inextricably bound to our freedom. We cannot walk alone. As we walk, we must make the pledge that we shall always march ahead. We cannot turn back. There are those who are asking the devotees of civil rights when will you be satisfied we can never be satisfied as long as a Negro is the victim of the unspeakable horrors of police brutality we can never be satisfied as long as our bodies heavy with the fatigue of travel cannot gain lodging in the motels of the highways and the hotels of the cities we cannot be satisfied as long as the Negro's basic mobility is from a smaller ghetto to a larger one. We can never be satisfied as long as our children are stripped of their adulthood and robbed of their dignity by signs stating for whites only. We cannot be satisfied as long as the Negro in Mississippi cannot vote and the Negro in New York believes He has nothing for which to vote. No, no, we are not satisfied and we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like the waters and the righteousness like a mighty stream. I am not unmindful that some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulation. Some of you have come fresh from narrow jail cells some of you have come from areas where your quest for freedom left you battered by the storms of persecution and staggered by the winds of police brutality you have been the veterans of creative suffering continue to work with the faith that unearned suffering is redemptive go back to mississippi go back to alabama go back to south carolina Go back to Georgia. Go back to Louisiana. Go back to the slums and the ghettos of our northern cities knowing that somehow this situation can and will be changed. Let us not wallow in the valley of despair. I say to you today, my friends, though, I say to you today, my friends, though, even though With the faith, we will be able to hew out the mountain of despair, a stone of hope. With this faith, we'll be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we'll be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride, from every mountainside let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, This must become true. So let freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightened alginies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, Let freedom ring from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and molehill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Let freedom ring. When we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every city and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, Black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, great God Almighty, we are free at last. And I want to end with that, you guys. That is Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. From 1963 and as I read that and as you listen to that I want you to ask yourself is that dream still possible is that dream the potential of that dream is it still achievable is that dream still something that we want something that we believe in And something that we can make happen. And how can we do it today? You know, what could you do today? What could you do right now to help further that dream? Reach out to somebody. You know, remind people. Talk about it in your community. Some of the stuff that we're seeing is not honoring that dream. It's not bringing us any closer to that dream. And we need to remember what that dream is because now it's not a hundred years it's gonna be two hundred years later Um, we're still after that dream and we can still make it happen but we need we need as a people to be part of the solution and not the problem so hopefully you'll share this message uh, thanks for hanging out thanks for joining story time today um, I wanna to share some more great leadership stories this week as we kinda of switch gears um, to presently focus on what's going on and And think about what would they do? Hashtag WWTD. What would they do? The three leaders that I referenced today, um, what would they do during this time? And what will you do during this time? What can you do during this time to be part of the solution and not the problem? So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And I'll talk to you guys soon. hey guys sunny here again hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode and hopefully i've been able to give you some food for thought um if you haven't ever read through the entire i have a dream speech by martin luther king jr i'd highly recommend taking the time um, just looking up some of those uh, the different people look up bob marley nelson mandela um, with you know civil rights what they stood for and Um, Real activism and trying to create change, which is um, what I'm all about These things are possible, but we have to have solution oriented people. We have to raise awareness We have to do it um, in the right way if we ever want real change We can't always kind of use the the playbook that hasn't worked in the past and expect it to all of a sudden uh, start to work so hopefully you guys will take some time and and look into some of that and i'd love to hear your thoughts i'd love to hear um, what you're doing or or what thoughts you have that can affect positive change as we move forward and and we're trying to heal as a country as a people i know that is possible i know we can do it Um, if we do actually stand together um, then we need to solve these problems and come up with these solutions together and not just uh, take the you know this one little moment and create a hashtag or or do a post and think we're actually uh, making an effect so let's create some real change by really and truly standing together so I'd love to continue this conversation and I look forward to coming to you guys on the next episode of the YFYI podcast Um, for all podcasts you can go to YFYIPodcast.com and just want to thank you guys for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon